Hey, hey, everybody. It's it's the three guys that it's the pod. Where we're, let's just start the off. Thing. Let's just start the off season podcast edition of the where the artichoke one. Hi, John. I, I hated that so. What, what, I hated that so much. I hated everything about it. Hi, Josh. Hi, Jesse. How are you, bud? I am uh, phenomenal. And I hope you guys are having a uh, hope you guys are having a phenomenal day. Hey, we're talking about off season stuff. Finally, it's here. Jesse, you can finally take a deep breath and just start talking about rookies. Oh man! Well, I think I got it all out during the regular season. We don't really have too much to talk about. We're in like week twelve, talking about our matchups for potential playoff scenarios, and Jesse's like, "Yeah, but this rookie coming out next year." Meanwhile, I traded all those picks day one of the offseason. <laughs> to me. All of that focus on the playoffs just got dot second place at the end of the day. So, Oh, well, Man. I still took all Jesse's picks. Took all of them all? Or, or gave him DeAndre Hopkins to get. Yeah, Jamar Chase is better than Hopkins anyway. He'll be fine. That's going to be really awkward when you draft Javante Williams. Maybe. Hey, speaking of rookies, uh, I don't think everybody here – I mean – People are definitely familiar with the top names, but I think what we should do here just to start it off, let's just do a quick little mock draft, not, not landing spot dependent or anything. Let's just, let's just go in order. We'll go John, Josh, me, and then just keep cycling around uh, picking prospects or do you guys want to snake it or go straight through? Let's go. Let's snake it. Let's snake it. All right. All right. We're going to snake. Okay. And uh, are we, how many rounds are we doing? Do. Well, two rounds. What are two rounds? Twenty-four. Players. I can, I can kind of, I kind of know the people in the first round decently well, and then in the second round, I'm gonna do my best. If we go beyond the second round, I'll just be hey, if, looking if at the to, board and saying that guy. If you want to jump out and just have me and John do the second round, yep, I can do the second round. But anything beyond that, players deep though, I think that's a good idea. Twenty-four is good. Yeah, John, uh, top prospect this year. Who do you got? One hundred and one, just in a vacuum. Najee Harris, uh, and I, I don't I don't think it's close at this point. Uh, the more you watch ETN, the less you like him. I assume he'll still go second or third, but but Harris is the sort of all-around back you want involved in the passing game. Uh, big bruising back that can take a big workload, should be getting a ton of, ton of touches uh, in the passing game, in the, in the running game, no matter where he lands. And if you asked us three, four weeks ago, I would have said that's kind of a hot take, but I've actually transitioned to the Harris one-on-one side as well. Uh, the, the more I read and I mean, I, the, fil- the film on ETN, I still love this film, but the more you read about ETN and what actual scouts are seeing, it's less favorable than what you get with Harris and just head to head. Whenever Alabama played Clemson in the uh, playoff game, Harris outplayed ETN clearly. I mean, it's, it, it's one, a one B maybe. Uh, I mean, Josh, who do you got second here? For me, I'm st- I still have ETN at one, so I would be thrilled to get ETN at two here. So, so I guess for the sake of being done with that, can't throw an advocate and throwing a little cold water on the Najee Harris thing. I still think I'm still going ETN one. Najee Harris is at Alabama behind a great offensive line, and he's bigger than most college linebackers. It's the NFL better. Defensive linemen are bigger, and his he can't just get away with running people over with his size as much. And so I think ETN just a better all-around player. ETN's highlights are going to look amazing. His vision is concerning enough for me that it drops him down. Uh, there's some Trent Richardson there that would scare the shit out of me. 
Yeah, at 103, uh, I mean, I in a vacuum, not league-specific here, wide receivers kind of take precedent over running back, being that they are more likely to have that long-term value. Uh, I'm going to go Jamar Chase here. Still ahead of Devonta Smith. To me, the Heisman doesn't mean anything. It's a, it means he was a good college player. But at 104, I will take Devonta Smith because, I mean, That's he right. is – Burp through it. Burp through it. Hmm? Burp through it. Burp through <laughs> it. Hey, diet Pepsi, caffeine-free, protect your heart, dot. I'm drinking a little bush light from my heart. Good for the heart, they go. say. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Jamar Chase at 103 – elite prospect by all accounts he is just a prototypical wide receiver what six one two two hundred pounds or something like that he's and his last season at lsu he opted out of this season but he flashed and everybody saw how great he is he's better than justin jefferson and i think that should be all you really need to know yeah yeah justin jefferson was what wide receiver six on the year and if jamar chase is going to be better than him you know depending on who his quarterback ends up being man these burps <laughs> uh, anyway, everybody everybody knows Jamar Chase. Part through this is so difficult. It's like just, just lean back, <laughs> lean back a little, lean back a little. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll go away. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, so you know when we were kids and we would try to burp the alphabet. Can you burp a whole mock draft? <laughs> He's about to try to. He's halfway. <laughs> Jamar, no. <laughs> All right, uh, Devonta Smith. His frame's what's a little scary here, 170-61. He doesn't have really any comps in the current NFL other than maybe D.D. Westbrook, who has that same frame. But talent-wise, he's far above that. Marvin Harrison is what all, all the, uh, I guess, draft experts compare him to because they have that same lanky frame, skinny-ass legs, and but they just beat people consistently. So, Josh, who do you got at 105 here? Unless you guys want to chime in on those two receivers. I'm with you on, on Chase ahead of Smith, though, and, and think those are the appropriate next two wideouts – or top two wideouts, should say. Yeah, and I, I do have uh, – should I run through my comps as we go? Because I have a whole list of these prospect comps, and we can we can dive into them now or even a later pod. Let's see. Uh, what later pod? Because I've, I've got some comps that I'm working through, too, and I think it'd be more – it'd be better when we can discuss them and bounce back and forth. What were you saying, Josh? Uh, I was just going to comment on your sick Mr. Crab shirt real quick. Oh, thanks. I just noticed. Krusty Krab pizza is the pizza for you and me. That's that's tight. I like, I like that shirt a lot. Yeah. All right, dots one hundred five. Uh, also, I agree with your wide receivers. Jamar Chase equals stud. Yeah, five. Give me Javante Williams. Uh, this year's David Montgomery. All the dude did in college was break tackles, make people miss. I don't think he's necessarily going to be you know world beater, lighting lighting the league on fire, but I think he's just going to be a solid running back for any team that he goes to, and. I'd take that at 105. Uh, so then 106, I would take my third best wide out, and that's Rashad Bateman, big physical route runner. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Corey Davis. When Davis was coming out of college, and we're seeing what Davis can hey, do. hold those comps. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> we're not allowed to do comps till the end. That's true. No, we'll do, we'll do comps another episode as I continue to <laughs> make them throughout this one. I uh, no, I like Bateman. I, I get, I get real, I get real excited about my comps. I got like a big spreadsheet. Like I got, just I like so, my comps. Just so everyone knows, I, I get these comps sent to me. What, like once a week as they get updated. Uh, it's my favorite part of the off season. Uh, but now Bateman, big physical guy, uh, strong hands, really good route runner, uh, can break tackles after the catches, struggles a little bit in and out of his breaks, but he's, he's smooth enough that it, it sort of mitigates those issues. My clear wide receiver three. And then at set 107, I'm taking Jalen Waddle, 
who is kind of the, the big play threat in this draft, but is better wide out than he gets credit for. Uh, reminds me of a guy that, again, I'm not going to say it because I forgot that we don't want to do this. Uh, but but he's De- really Debo? Great. No. He's great with the ball in his hands. Is incredibly fast, good acceleration, good hands. Was the second option on an elite team and is as elite of a team as it gets, really. Yes or no, better than Henry Ruggs? Yes. No. There we go. I'll just say it on Waddle real quick. I was, I was going to pick him because I thought John was going to take who I'm going to take. But uh, I was listening to a PFF podcast the other day, and I thought it was really interesting. They actually have Jalen Waddle as their number two wide out. I'm not saying that's my take. I just thought it was really interesting. So I'm in this league. <laughs> you can find that information. At 108, I think I'm going to just jump on Kyle Pitts here. He is Darren Waller, but probably better. He's a monster. He's like a really fucking big wide receiver with great hands. Just happens to be playing t- uh, tight end. So can't go wrong with uh, Kyle Pitts at 108. I can tell you Kyle Pitts won't be there at 108. I can tell you won't be there. Well, I'm picking at 108 right now, and he's there. So I yeah. took him. I'm just saying for the when we do these mocks, he ain't making it past six. <laughs> well, looks like we don't hear John's drafting at six. Yes. If anybody wants Pitts, trade ahead. Yep. You because uh, I've also I, yeah, I was just touching on Pitts. Uh, if you didn't take him there, I was going to take him next, and I was just going to say he's a man and move on from there. 109 for me. I'll roll the dice and take Kenny Gainwell, Kenneth Gainwell. I don't. Even, what does he prefer? Do you know? Kenneth prefers Kenneth. Kenneth? Yeah. Yep. It's Kenneth. He's from the 1800s. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Memphis running back, and typically Memphis running backs haven't produced the last two that came out. Um, who are they? Uh, Williams and Antonio Gibson. And right, well, Antonio Gibson. I was thinking of Daryl Henderson. Uh, Henderson's been good though. He's been yeah, no, he hasn't. <laughs> I love me some Memphis running backs. I think I've owned every one of them. I think that they're kind of like the uh, San Diego State running backs, where they're like stat stuffers, but it doesn't always translate to the NFL. I don't, I don't know if Except, I get that feeling with Gainwell yet. I, he's he's built. The thing little, is, like he, they've all been small. really good in the NFL. Probably, if you think about Antonio Gibson, stud Tony Pollard's been really good. He's just behind Zeke. And yeah, Daryl was, Henderson hasn't been amazing, but he's been okay. And again, Memphis, Jason Williams like, is the original one, and he was really good. Yeah, like Memphis is turning into running back you. Well, He's okay. turning them up. Let's, let's, they, let's, they, let's, they turn out good running backs. And yeah. Is, and is, is Kenneth Gainwell, is he the best of those running backs, that crop I, of Memphis running backs? I think I'd put him right below Gibson right now. Well, Gibson wasn't even a running back there. He was like a, a wide out. Wide out. Yeah, right. Well, he only played running back during their bowl game. Yeah. Well, he's still he's still a really good running Memphis back. This is a crack meet. Anyway, yeah. if 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 you don't consider him the best Memphis running back out of that crop, is he really worth like a first round pick? I mean, he's he's one of these top running backs here, but if if he's not in that top group of Memphis running backs, can someone go, he, is, is, he, is is he gonna is he gonna be Keyshawn Vaughn? You know? It's a it's a really weak running back class, especially now that Zamir White pulled his name out. That White is who I had as my fourth running back. Uh, and and now without him, like it's it's a pretty clear top three. Like you need to take one of the top three if you need a running back, or just hope you get a really good fit somewhere else because otherwise you might be in trouble. Yeah, I think we're gonna have a, maybe a bit of a wait here on the next running back in in our prospect mock here. But one ten, I'm gonna take Karis Marshall Jr. I really like what I see from him on film from wide receiver from LSU. I I don't know if he'll, he'll be a first round pick. He'll probably be a second, maybe early third round pick. Uh, he he just looks he looks the part to me. Very twitchy. 
I think that's a that's a word draft people use. Twitchy acceleration and and sort of rocked up in a way that helps you in out of cuts. Yeah, um, dots one eleven. So pick eleven. I think in, in a similar uh, to my strategy in redrafts, you kind of I kind of like to wait till I hit a tier where there's like no running backs I love, no wide receivers I love, and then I go quarterback. And we've never had a quarterback in the first round in our rookie draft, but if there's ever going to be one, it's definitely Trevor Lawrence. I think this is the spot. As soon as the wide receivers and running backs hit a tear break, I think you jump on him. He's going to be a stud. Yeah, I'm taking Trevor good, Lawrence. For as good of a passer as he is, uh, you, you wouldn't – normally the, the, those higher end running backs, the Kyler Murray, Lamar Jacksons, they're always like the first ones drafted, have a rushing up floor. And Trevor Lawrence, he doesn't only have the arm. I mean, he, he has that rushing floor that – you know, he might be getting five, six touchdowns every year. Andrew Luck-esque. Uh, no the- comps. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, so if you're taking Lawrence, I was actually going to take Lawrence at 112. Uh, but if you're not going to take this guy at, at 111, I'll take him at 112. Uh, that's Rondell Moore. If there, if there's going to be a an undersized wideout uh, that's just – bigger, stronger, faster, and, and not just a deep threat. It's, it's him. He's excellent with the ball in his hands. He's an excellent route runner uh, and might be the most electric player in the open field in this draft. And then at 201, I will take my fifth running back in Trey Sermon uh, – fourth running back now, I should say, with Samir White off the board. You go Trey Sermon at 201. The upside is there. He's a bit of a big bruiser, but he, he showed some of that breakaway speed against Northwestern, got hurt in the national title game, which obviously didn't help Ohio State, but – but, but still potential three down back. All right, so uh, on to 113. 201. 202. <laughs> 113, classic two two. faux pas. All right, 202. Okay, so um, I'm going to take Patty, Patty Fryermuth. I think uh, he's not the beast as a receiver like Kyle Pitts is, but I think he's going to get drafted pretty high because he's a much better blocker, and he'll find himself in a good spot, and he's just a monster going up at the catch point. Give me Patty. I like me some Patty. I think there's potential that he ends up better than Kyle Pitts. As more maybe for it, maybe for a team, just because he's more well-rounded. But he's he's not a better receiver. He could be Gronk. No comps. <laughs> <laughs> told you I was gonna keep forgetting. Then at two hundred three, I'm gonna take Amon Ross St. Brown, wide receiver out of USC. He's just a, a solid receiver. There's nothing really too special about him. He's big, physical, uh, but just gets the job done. Uh, I, th- I think whenever him and Michael Pittman, Pittman were both there, he was probably the better receiver out of the two of them. So I guess put that into context of where you what you want. I think Michael Pittman went 203 in our draft last year. And at uh, 204, I'm going to take Kylan Hill, running back out of Mississippi State. Uh, just a, He has good size, and he, he's not one of those running backs that's 5'11", 190 pounds. So I – that that's kind of what I lean towards when I, when I look at running backs is do they have good size? If they don't, that, that, that frail frame isn't my cup of tea. Oh, frail frame guys. Like dots. <laughs> that is me. Hey, but if they have their shoulders, I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that helps you with. What pick are we on here? 205 you are. All right. So this is where we officially get to the point where I haven't watched any of these guys other than the quarterbacks. Um, I'm going to take a quarterback, like I said, because I don't really know any more of the receivers. I'm sure there's some good receivers left that I just don't really know enough about yet. I think but, this um, could be a, and, a quarterback spot. And then there's a, a 
Chubba Hubbard still on the board, but I'm not going to be the guy that takes Chubba Hubbard because I just don't think he's good. Chuba, Chubba, Chuba Hubbard. I'm not taking him. I am going to take – might be a hot take, but I know he's jumping him in a lot of people's um, rankings. I'm taking Zach Wilson. We're getting a lot of comps to some really good quarterbacks. I'm not going to name because we're not doing comps yet. But Damn um, right. I've been I've, – I've kind of been trying to like – I've been trying to uh, – catch up on all these rookies by listening to some PFF stuff. I've listened to some uh, other people's stuff. I started watching YouTube stuff and I wasn't big on Zach Wilson earlier. And then the last couple of weeks as I've been starting to watch Zach Wilson seems like he is a monster. So give me Zach Wilson. And then at two Oh six, I will take Kadarius Tony true slot wide out uh, should be getting a ton of targets to the next level. Also a, a big time playmaker. I know some people have him ahead of Rondale more um, for fantasy purposes. I like more, more than Tony, but but I do think Tony's going to get enough work in the slot that he could be uh, a, a reliable fantasy option. Uh, and then I'll go Brevin Jordan, which gives us three tight ends off the board early, which is pretty crazy, but another big receiver, uh, not nearly as fast as Kyle Pitts, but another big, strong physical guy uh, who can make things happen with the ball in his hands. <laughs> a little Dixie action. She's watching hey, Leonard uh, Fournette highlights right now. She got a little excited. Hey, we love that. Um, the, one, the one thing about uh, I want to touch on about Darius Tony is he he's he's one of those guys right now that's in NFL circles rising in the offseason. And the last person I remember that had a buzz like that from NFL teams is Terry McLaurin. Now, Terry McLaurin went in the third round, and Tony's going to go higher than that, but it, it might be uh, a situation where he's going to outperform his draft stock. Can I mention again how sad I am that Chris Olave isn't coming out? Olave is really good. Uh, yeah, I hate how nobody can pronounce his name. Olave, say it then. No, that's, that's how you pronounce it. It's like Todd McShane. Todd, Todd McShay calls him Olave, and then like I was listening to another podcast, they called him something oh, else weird, and I'm like, fellas, Chris Olave. If you have if if you have a draft podcast, learn their names. <laughs> well, well, maybe if he was entering the draft, people would. Sorry, right. cheap shot. You're up again, Dots. 208. Take you another quarterback because I'm just going to take all the quarterbacks because I don't know any of the other players anymore. I'll go Justin Fields. It is honestly Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. It's I'm back and forth on who I think is better. I don't even know. I'm not educated enough to know, but um, it's going to just depend on landing spot. But uh, I'll take Fields here. I think those three, I think those, those, uh, I mean, Lawrence is obviously a stud. And I think Fields and Wilson are both talented enough to be the number one pick in a lot of drafts. But this is just a really good year for quarterbacks. Yeah, I think all three of those guys would usually go number one in a quarterback class. That Fields and Wilson are in the the Burrow tier of like clear cut number one quarterback. It's just Trevor Lawrence is generational. So, and I, I think we'll get Trey Lance drafted here during our actual draft within those first four rounds. Uh, I don't see any other quarterbacks other than that. I think we'll have four quarterbacks drafted. Would depend on landing spot because I do know there are some quarterback holders in the league currently, uh, making it difficult. Uh, to sort of even get the mid-tier guys. I, I know I've got like four of them for like high-end RB or high-end QB2s on my team. And I know a bunch of people are hoarding guys. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a fifth go. Maybe Mac Jones or Kyle Trask ends up in an ideal situation. You know, maybe one of them ends up in New England and someone buys into it. 209, it could be a steal here uh, if you can get him this late. And that's Chuba Hubbard. He had a lot of hype going into the year and was consensus 103 in the preseason. 
and then his, his production just fell off a lot. He got into a, a fight with his head coach, almost left left school. Granted, that was over some racist shit. I don't know if that contributes to his workload decreasing or what. Chuba Hubbard has Olympic speed. I think he's an Olympic athlete for Canada, uh, track runner. So he's, he's really fast, and he has straight line speed. But his ability to take time behind the line of scrimmage and find an actual hole rather than just going full speed straight through, it, that, that's kind of questionable. If you can get him in open space, then he's going to be a great player. I guess it all depends on what offense he lands in and what capacity they're going to use him. And then at 210, I'm going to, you guys have anything on Chuba? Uh, no, just that I think that the upside is there and that I think we shouldn't, we, we, a little often we get caught up in some recency bias. Uh, and I think there were things at play that affected his workload this year. Yeah. He had 2000 rushing yards two years ago. Yeah. I mean, he's really good. And, and that, that should push him honestly into the first round. I think, I think he's a guy that we'll be talking about as a, a surefire first round guy and, and uh, in our draft anyways, uh, by the time it rolls around. And also just like any running backs, if you go to the right spot, you can just skyrocket as a running back. Don't tell that to Clyde Edwards, Alaire. Wally went one one I'm talking about skyrocketing up, skyrocketing up draft boards. Well, that makes sense then. I was going to, I thought you meant their actual value could skyrocket. Their perceived value could. Yes. I got one more pick here. Uh, I'm going to go with Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. You prick. Well, you don't get to pick again anyway, Joel. Yeah, so Elijah Moore, he's, he's a, a slot wide receiver, and McShay had him going 17th overall, I believe, to the Bears in his first mock, and that was the, really the first time the mainstream <sighs> media got in, into him. He's just a burner. I mean, the, the Bears already have Darnell Mooney. If I was going to say a comp, maybe they're similar. No comp. We don't comp here. But yeah, he, he's just a slot wide receiver and uh, really fast. Just if he lands in the right offense with the right draft capital, where an offense is willing to put him in for a lot of snaps, you know, he might just be a, one of those one of those wide receivers that is used on a very limited route tree, but uh, has the potential to warrant a lot of targets. I think Elijah Moore is a is a better true wide receiver than a lot of the guys that are going to go ahead of him. It made me sad to see McSharity had him in the first round because I thought maybe that I was the first guy on on Elijah Moore. Uh, he was awesome at Ole Miss. He sat out the bowl game. He has been really, really good this year. Admittedly, Lane Kiffin's offense tends to open things up for everybody, but he was he was especially good, you know, this season. And I, I don't see a reason why he wouldn't be one of the first like six or seven wideouts that goes in the draft. All right, I'm going to take my uh, my dude here, my guy, Mac my love. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck you. I am like falling deeper and deeper in love with this guy. And if the Bears do not leave the first round pick of the draft or the first round of the draft without Trey Lance, I'm out on Ryan Pace and I quit and I cry. Um, the other three quarterbacks are clearly in a higher tier, and I just kind of am writing them off as not having a chance to get to Chicago. But I love Trey Lance and I think he's a beast. He's really, he's a big dude. He's got a big arm. He probably has a big penis. At least he plays like he has one. So Trey Lance to the Chicago Bears, and I'm picking him here. Thoughts? Any thoughts? Trey Lance gets stopped. <laughs> I just hate you. I, I love him. I, I, the more I watch him play, the more I just – I think he's going to be a stud. I'll probably be wrong. I mean, everyone judges him off one game he had in 2020. I don't really put much uh, weight oh, yeah. into it. but I'm not really worried about that much either, but you watch his tape from last year. I'm also interested to see what happens this year. He's going to be in the same boat as like Jamar Chase. I'm wondering if uh, the year off is 
if it's going to hurt or if it's going to help a lot because you just took a year focusing on the NFL. I do if know it that is, I haven't heard. this up and that I have one more pick at 212, and I'm going to take Nico Collins, who is a, a big downfield threat, uh, sort of what Mike Williams is right now. Is he, I just did is he North Carolina? did it again. I just did it again. Is he North Carolina? <laughs> Michigan. Uh, highly touted recruit out of high school, uh, 6'4", around 215, 220. Can be a deep threat, can win jump balls, uh, has enough speed to get downfield. Not a great refined route runner, but good enough and, and could be, you know, a long-term wide receiver two, wide receiver three in fantasy. All right. You guys have any other uh, prospects you just want to touch on real quick? I'll, t- I'll touch you. Touch me. Why? For fun. Tylen Wallace, guy that could, could creep up boards. Great with the uh, ball in his hands. But uh, Amir Smith-Marset, another guy who's just electric with the ball in his hands, had some off-field issues at Iowa this year, but – but could potentially move off the board. Uh, Seth Williams, big body receiver. Uh, he he's just a him and Anthony Schwartz both honestly uh, really good yeah. at Auburn. Uh, showed a not, lot. Not much outside of red zone work for them, but yep. we might get a lot of touchdowns. Bone Michael next. Carter, Bruiser, sit, stand, uh, he's behind Javante Williams at North Carolina and Javion Hawkins in Louisville, running back. He uh, he's a burner. He's he's pretty fast. He's tiny. Yep, and Master Teague's as bland as it gets. Uh, if you're looking for Miles Gaskin, you've got him in Master Teague. <laughs> I mean, uh, Master Teague, I think, makes a list for cool name drafts, though. Absolutely. His name is yeah, Master we should do a name draft here uh, sooner or later. Well, it's not, he's not going to beat Tutu Atwell. <laughs> do we want to do an entire uh, pod on best name draft? Like, Yes. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. That's, that's for like June when we get really bored and there's nothing to talk about. That's fun. I'll start making trades to make it so we have something to talk about. All right, so I wanted to get into some uh, rankings and maybe not full A to Z rankings, but Todd Gurley right now is running back 45 in Dynasty rankings. Uh, You guys have any thoughts on him at 45 and Damian Harris at running back 32? Todd Gurley is too high at running back 45. (laughs) And Damian Harris is way too high at 32. Yeah, I, I think there's a chance Michelle is a big part of that backfield again. I think there's a stronger chance whoever they take in this year's draft is the primary guy, and they move on from Michelle sooner rather than later, and Harris becomes a, a sort of fades into the back room, background from that standpoint. J.J. Taylor, they want to use him in the passing game too, so you not even get receiving game work for Damian Harris. I don't know. I like Damian. I mean, I had Damian Harris for a little bit, and he did well for me. Mm-hmm. I think that at the beginning of 2021, he's going to get every opportunity to run that backfield. Uh, if he doesn't do anything with it, maybe they'll move on. But for right now, I think Damien Harris is cemented as what running back one. Uh, Just Justin one quick Herbert. note. Yeah, I back in like I want to say it was like 2013. I made a solemn vow to myself to never own a New England running back in fantasy. And I swear to God, I've never in like five leagues every year. I don't think I've owned one in any league ever, and I've never regretted it. Has there ever been a time where? You, you were happy about where you drafted a New England running back. Yeah, I'm sure there's been there's been like four or five game chunks where they've been good. But have you ever been happy drafting a New England running back ever? Uh, yes, because I drafted Damian Harris and traded him for a lot in a redraft league. <laughs> okay, so you're happy because you traded him, not because you used him. Hey, he had value. I guess, but woof. All right. Um, another ranking, kind of surprising to me. Justin Herbert was ranked quarterback seven which that's not a bad ranking, but he was above Russell Wilson, who was quarterback eight. That's about four spots too low on Justin Herbert. He's, he's in your top three dynasty quarterbacks? Yeah, behind uh, – behind Oh, dynasty, back. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got – he. I mean, they're clearly willing to sneak it with him, which obviously matters. 
uh, in goal line situations. He, he can sling the ball like no other. He's got running ability, and he's young as hell. Uh, yeah, give me Herbert over everybody but Lamar and Pat Mahomes. Jerry know. Judy, not to keep shitting on dots like we too always high. do with Jerry Whatever Judy. Whatever you're about to say, too high. He's Hashtag wide, still res- have faith. wide receiver 25 and wide receiver 24 is Julio. So that means dynasty consensus, people would trade Julio for more than they would trade Judy. I agree with that. I mean, I guess trade, yeah, just because like contenders would rather have Julio and Judy's more of like a long-term build. But I'm just from a – I don't know if I would take Judy over Julio. Maybe in a startup draft I would. So I'm contradicting myself around every corner here. But I mean, I know I'm biased because like I love the guy. I bought his jersey and everything. If I was offered Julio for Judy, it would be such an easy no. Yeah, I would. I would take that in a heartbeat. If you own Judy, you would, you would take an offer I, for Julio. No, he's saying he wouldn't. He would turn down Julio for Jerry Judy. Yes, and it wouldn't even be a question. Yeah, and it's the other way for me. It wouldn't even be a question. I would take Julio, even if it's just a year or two left. So oh, Julio, yeah, Julio's potentially. I still just have faith in Julio's or in Judy's talent and he was just in an awful awful situation this past year he just needs a quarterback in an offense and that he couldn't catch is that the situation well, neither could Dick Hands, but he still did great down the road so, I, I put well, it this way I value guys that can get open and Judy gets open yeah hey, well, speaking of guys that can get open here's here's a spicy little stat you ready for the spicy little stat is it Nelson Aguilar related Mm-mm. even better Allen Robinson who you both have love for in his career, since he was drafted, he ranks 93rd out of 101 qualified receivers, so very bottom, in catchable ball percentage at 64%. That's insane. That's actually Two-thirds of passes that go to Allen Robinson, he's capable of even getting his hands on. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. His caught ball percentage on targets, 80%. Yeah, he's, really he's a good. monster. He's an absolute monster. He's catching I, balls. That I don't think anyone's. Qu- I don't think anyone is questioning that Allen Robinson is good. I just, I don't know that. Like I have no idea what's going to happen with him. I think he's. If he's I was betting, man. if I was going to bet on what's going to happen, I think he hits the open market. I don't think the Bears can afford to re-sign him. I do. If they would have, they would have already paid him. The math on that, which you said, Jesse, is that he catches forty-four percent of those un- uncatchable passes. Ah, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, he's really good. All right. He is uh, not available for what it's worth. All right, and we got a ton of trades in the group me. Um, so many that I don't even want to talk about them. Yeah, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Maybe next time. We'll hey, do those with the comps. But, but we got a nice little nice little prospect. Uh, some, some nice names thrown at you guys. We got some little notes there. Um, anything else you guys want to throw out there? Anything uh, fun and happy and all that jazz. Um, anyone with a top four pick trade, uh, or anyone with a top four pick, I'm interested in trading for it. Are you willing to give up five and six? Potentially. I don't know if I'm willing to give up three for five and six. Well, because that that means I'm giving up Jamar Chase. We'll find out. Till next time. Kisses, smooches. I love you. Bye.